Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. Hey, what's up, champions, and welcome to Growth Mode. I'm your host, Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champions, and I've spent over 20 years in the sales and business development game, learning how to sell and grow and scale a business. Hanging out with me, as always, my buddy Kevin Snow, a sales and automation freaking tactician and genius. This dude is an absolute freaking rock star when it comes to getting your sales just put all together on the back end of things. So uh, on this show, we talk about all kinds of things, sales, business development, we debate, we laugh, we have a lot of fun. On this episode, Kevin, what the heck are we talking about? We're going to talk about today, Donnie, something that you are not so good at. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about how, why it's really important for salespeople to shut up and listen. What are you talking about, dude? I'm I'm freaking amazing. <laughs> you, at shutting up. All right. And so so I, for <laughs> you know, for all our listeners, here's here's the thing. Donnie actually is really good at listening in in sales meetings and sales calls. Right. And sales meetings. Really, I agree with that. Sales, sales calls. He's he's great there, and he asks really good <laughs> questions. It gets really gets to the, the information he needs, so he can put together a good plan for the client. Any other meeting, he is not so good at the yeah, shutting I love the up guy and listening you want in your business meeting. <laughs> no, I, I, I will absolutely derail and screw up any meeting because if I get bored, it's over, right? Uh, because I'm going to entertain myself, and it's usually at somebody else's expense, <laughs> you know, uh, all the way through. But so, I, but for <laughs> sales, I think this is really key because there's, I, I think there's a ton of salespeople out there that think the more they talk the higher their chances of closing the sale. I don't know if they if they think it's bec- the the higher they talk they're going to close the sale. I think they're so nervous during the sales call that they're talking to try and make themselves feel better. You know, I mean I go back to my to my in early years in sales when I didn't know any better. I didn't know that you should go in and be curious and actually you know, talk to somebody mm-hmm. and have a conversation. 
um, especially when I got into commercial printing and I was learning how to do really B2B sales. You know, I had this whole three-ring binder of shit of the presentation. It was basically a printed-out fucking PowerPoint that I would go through, and I would go to these big companies that I was supposed to be selling printing to, and I'd sit down across from a marketing person, a print buyer, and it was like, all right, let's roll the footage as I go through my freaking, you that's, know. That's exactly how I got taught to sell at my first big mm. corporate sales jobs. They put you in this room for two weeks and they teach you this sales presentation that is all based on you flipping through this pitch yeah. book. And I, and I think they had this idea that, you know, certain scripted questions are going to get you the information. But it was always just this high level stuff that actually didn't help you build out a solution that would get the client to say, wow, that's cool. I yeah. want that. Well, and the, I, a lot of that stuff comes back from the Tom Hopkins, the Zig Ziglar days. Brian Tracy could be yep. putting there, you know, uh, Cardone crap, you know. So oftentimes what you're seeing is sales being taught by people that didn't know how to sell. Right, they were taught you should do a presentation, so yep. they were teaching other people to do a presentation. Um, the problem is, is I mean, there is probably some areas of business where that presentation style still will sell. I don't know what I areas think, of business there is, but I think it works if you are at the point where you're doing a final presentation to a boardroom. And, and you're trying you, to get them all on board. Yeah, and you're maybe. trying to get them all yep. on board. That's the only t- place I've ever really felt that it was effective for me. You know, doing with the just the person that you're going to be working with on a daily basis or basis in the account. That's not it because you're not well, you building know, any I relationship. Mean, I, I, I want to challenge that thought process. The only reason, I mean, I, I understand where it's coming from, and I, and I do validate that that could be a thing. But I remember back when I was selling, you know, Sandler training and doing the sales training thing. Um, I had to present to a board and my business partner at the time was like, dude, you got to take this presentation in there. You got to do all the stuff. And I'm like, I'm not taking anything in there. And, you know, I'm like, because anything I take in there, I'm going to freaking use. And that's going to (laughs) become a crutch. So I was like the third guy to do the pitch to this board. And two guys, two companies went in before me. And man, they had entire teams, you know, with, with these PowerPoints and these flip charts and Man, those presentations were in there forever. And we were all told basically they were going to make a decision today. So all of us were waiting for the other ones to do their pitch. It was a really odd situation. I'd never been in a sale like that. And I walk into the this board to, uh, you know, do my pitch. And they had us at the front of the room. They're like, you know, laptops there. You can set your PowerPoint up and, you know, flip charts. What all your whiteboards are there? And I'm like, yeah, I don't need any of that. And they're like, what's your presentation? I took my chair from around the table they had me on, put it in front, sat in front of the board. I'm like, all right, let's talk. You guys know what I do. Those guys can all do what I can do. We're all sales training companies. Tell me what you need. What are you looking for? And you would have saw the whole room kind of went, oh, as all these board <laughs> yep. directors started asking me questions. You know, this is some of our concerns. This is what we like. And, and we were able to have a great conversations. And 20 minutes later, I walked out with a major contract. And the other two, you know, companies that were there selling look right at me and they're like, what the hell did you just do? And I'm like, I just went in and asked them a question. What were they looking for? What do they need? I wasn't trying to bell and whistle them. I needed to know, but I, I think that may have been also a unique situation. I don't know if my style will work in every boardroom. 
Yep. Because some people got to wrap their freaking head around it, especially well, if it's a very technical sale. I was going to say, I think it really depends on the type of sale, too. I think that approach was totally appropriate for sales training. Right. Because it gives them a more of an idea of your personality as a trainer as well, as opposed to just, well, he can read off a PowerPoint. I mean, look, dude, I'm not the guy that needs to ever sell to a group of engineers. No. And I'm going to go in a group of engineers and go, okay, what questions do you guys have? And the room's going to go, womp. Yeah, there's going to be silence. Or they're going to ask you the question, and you're going to go, oh. Um. They're going to be like, what, what, what's a gigawatt? And I'll be like, no fucking clue. What what what's a uh, uh, I don't know what's what's a terabyte I, I don't fucking know, you know uh, I can tell you if you hire me it's gonna fucking work that doesn't work for engineers no yeah. and that and that's been my experience because I sold all technology that was all my sales background until I got uh, into more of the coaching and business development realm so I when I was at a board we'd already gone through a ton of steps with implementation and figuring out rollouts and a lot of technical things to design this network or this product base for them. So it was much more detailed and hey here's specific things you're going to see, here's what it's going to do, how and all that type of stuff. So the presentation was key for us, but I totally agree for some products that it it'll kill your sale. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't even do them and I'm in marketing and, you know, marketing and sales automation. I don't even do like big proposals anymore. No, they're point, point, having multi-page proposals are the dumbest things in the world. Um, I remember, God, we'll go back to sales training. Um, you know, we had this like 40 page freaking proposal that talked about the company history and who the fuck we were and yep. all the capabilities and all the training and all the additional things and the add-ons and all the shit we could do. And at the end of the day, I sell, sold to a lot of high Ds. They flat out don't give a fuck. They, they want to know very specifically, will it work? Will I get an ROI? What's it going to cost me? Yep. You know? And, and get there. So so I don't do proposals at all anymore. But, you know. So, go ahead. so we, we've we kind of shifted our topic today. <laughs> we jumped off these, yeah, you know. the listening and we're now on the well, kind of presentation I mean, I think proposals. It goes but back to, you know, shut up and listen uh, to, to that point, though. Yep. So how do you how do you teach a salesperson or how do you teach yourself to feel comfortable not being in the spotlight? Well, I, I think the greatest skill set for any salesperson, any business owner, anything is the ability to ask the right questions. And so I would tell anybody that was trying to figure out how to ask more questions on a sales call to literally sit down, analyze their last five or 10 sales conversations they had and go through and ask what questions should the prospect ask me at that point? And make a list of every question that a prospect's going to have in their head. What are they? What particularly do they need to know about your product and service? What are, what what are all the bells and whistles? What information do they need? Then pair that with what information do you need to be able to determine if they're a good pro, you know fit for your company. Then here's the toughest part have all these questions, go into the meeting prepared to ask more questions than you've ever asked in your life, and then spend the entire meeting trying to disqualify them. Try to disqualify them for being a good fit for your business. 
you know, it's 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 awesome to sit across from somebody and instead of going, hey, let me sit down and walk you through all the shit that I have and tell you everything I got, to start that conversation up and go, well, Kevin, we know a little bit about each other. We know what we're doing, what we're working on. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Let them go. They'll tell you. And then just get curious as fuck, know your questions, and start asking questions to understand. Pretend you're a freaking, you know, brain surgeon and somebody walks in and says, I can't see out of my right eye. Right? You're not going to go in and go, okay, let me pop that eyeball out and figure it the fuck out. You're going to yep. go in there and start, you know, asking questions. Well, when did this start? Why did this happen? You know, what were you doing? How'd you get here? You know, what have you tried to fix it? You know, and you're going to get really, really, really curious about the process. And, you know, it's even for you and your automation stuff. Uh, you've got to understand what their ideal clients are, what they're looking for, and what's their process. How, what, what process or system do they yep. go through? You can't offer a solution unless you know what the fuck they're doing. Well, the, the other big question that I think a lot of salespeople never ask that is one of the best questions you can ask in a sales call is what does success look like for you? Mm, good question. If we if we work together, what are your expectations? What do you want to have happen? You know, yeah. if going back to the doctor thing, if you know, a guy walks in to the doctor and he's got, you know, his arm in a sling, and the doctor starts taking care of that right away, but he's actually coming in because of chest pains, he's going to leave and be kind of unhappy with the the quality of care that he got. So right. it's asking that question, hey, what what are we trying to accomplish? Where do you want to be? What's what's a the success look like at the end of the tunnel when we've when we're when we're through? Cuz that now gives you an idea of of the the follow-on questions you need to ask to figure out what to do and how to support them and how to help them. Yeah, and and like we talked about either at the beginning of this episode or other episodes, it's it's you know, looking for that light bulb moment. It's when you ask a question and they physically make a change in their in their eyeballs, their yep. mannerisms, right? That's a question. Whatever that question was you asked that you got them to to make a physical move or emotional change, that's a question you need to keep in your arsenal for the next go round to ask that question because odds are if it works for one person, it's gonna work for somebody else. Well, that's also uh, that that physical change, that emotional change, and how they answer questions is going to give you a good key as to what's actually important for them. They might say they're looking for increased revenue or increased things, but then they start talking about you know time savings. You know, in my case, so that's a lot yep. of it for my the owners I work with is automating automating getting stuff off their plate, and if they're they get really excited and animated about that, well, that's really what they need to accomplish. The revenue addition is going to be a bonus for them. Yeah, yeah, well said, well said. You know, guys, for this episode, I think, you know, the biggest thing you need to be, to think about is, one, you know, how do you get into a meeting and just shut the hell up? you got to start asking a lot of questions. Go make a master list of what are the biggest questions you need to be asking in a business um, and on a sales call, in sales conversations, in prospecting, you know, moves. What are those things you need to ask? 
and look for the key moments that when you ask a question and they respond uh, emotionally or physically to know and capitalize on those questions in all future meetings. And just remember that the greatest asset a salesperson, a business owner can have is the ability to craft the right questions. And that'll help you shut up and listen more. And as always, guys, if you got any value out of this episode, do us a favor and teach somebody how to listen to the show. Get them to subscribe. I can't talk. Get them to subscribe <laughs> and come hang out with us. Uh, those subscriptions mean everything to us, guys. We appreciate you. Stay out of trouble and we'll catch you next time. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.